0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Enlighten Me Podcast, and I'm your host Mackenzie, and I'm so pumped up that you're here. For this week's episode, we are continuing the conversation with my sweet new friend Gabby Goddard, who is a gorgeous Australian lady that I consider an expert when it comes to the topics of fast fashion and the fashion revolution. This is part two of a two-part series with Gabby, and in the first episode, we talked all about what fast fashion is and what ethical fashion is. Gabby really brought to light why fast fashion is such a problem and the dramatic effects it has on our world and on the people living in it. Talking about fast fashion is something I'm super passionate about, but I hadn't yet learned about it that in-depth before, so I loved getting Gabby's perspective and soaking up all her knowledge on this topic. We're still in the month of January, so hopefully resolutions are still going strong. And I know for me, I think that talking about ethical fashion is the perfect topic to kick off the new year because there's no better way to start this year than thinking about how we can live more ethically. Gabby absolutely brought the heat in this conversation, and so I had to break it into two parts because there was just so much good knowledge that I didn't want anyone to get overwhelmed. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, I highly recommend you go do that first. Even if you haven't, you're still going to laugh and smile along with us in this conversation, but I think hearing part one first will help you to make better sense of the topic at hand. So in part two, Gabby is sharing a lot of tips about how to be a more conscious consumer, which I love. She has so many good recommendations for us, so many links that I had to share, so make sure you check those out in the show notes. I once again loved hearing all of her thoughts on these topics, and I loved all of her product recommendations and hearing about all the things she's loving. I totally kept her for way longer than I told her the interview would go but you guys you'll completely understand after you hear her speak because she just has so much wisdom and I want to soak it all up I am such a huge fan of Gabby and what she's doing and I know you will be too we go off on a few tangents in this conversation but bear with us I left everything in there because honestly it was all that good I loved re-listening to it while I was editing this episode. It was like I was hanging out with her a second time and soaking up all of her wisdom. So, so good. Listen to it a second time if you have to. Make sure you check out Gabby on Instagram and connect with her because she'd love to connect with you. And also, while you're on your device, please leave a rating or a review. It helps everybody else to find the show. It really helps me out. I would appreciate it so much. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Here is my conversation part two with Gabby Goddard. And so I think it's really cool. And I want to hear your strategies and what ideas you have for us, because like Samantha's clothes with Agathos, they're so cute and I love them. But I know for (laughs) a lot of people, it's a little bit pricier and that's because it's made ethically, which is awesome. But and so one of the options is looking for companies like Agathos Athleisure and buying from them. But that's not the only solution. So that doesn't mean you have to have a ton of money to shop ethically. Right. Right no absolutely and look the most sustainable way you can shop is shopping
1: secondhand because yeah. you're not bringing something new into the world so you're literally creating no waste of resources right by shopping secondhand which is amazing so you know going to thrift stores going to op shops shopping on ebay like there's lots of ways now online that you can shop you know joining buy swap sell pages on you know facebook you know craigslist stuff there's like there's so many ways that you can create no waste of resources and not cause any extra harm yeah on a budget so that's what i would say for a budget go second hand absolutely yeah and then in terms of like shopping ethically from companies that you know treat all of their employees along the supply chain well and you know things like that first of all it's about recognizing that the cost of fashion has actually gone up along with everything else. And mm-hmm. so we just need to dedicate more of our budget towards clothes because I think people don't do that. I think people people just don't allow much of a budget for clothes because they can buy them so cheaply. But mm-hmm. if you start thinking about it, like actually for me to have a, like a wardrobe that is conscious and intentional Maybe I need to save before I buy a pair of jeans so that I can buy a pair of jeans that I know isn't impacting the planet
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or that is impacting the planet and its people positively. Maybe it's creating work for people in third world countries who really need it and who are getting treated well, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. awesome too. Or maybe you're supporting a local company in the U.S., like small business. And that's great too. Like if a company has gone to the effort of trying to source their fabric locally and, and create like manufacture it locally, that's awesome too. Mm -hmm. You want to support those kind of businesses. You're creating jobs that way. So that's definitely something to consider if, that's in your budget and sometimes it's not in everyone's budget in which case totally like I grew up shopping at op shops because that's what I can afford totally fine Mm
0: -hmm. the stage
1: where I'm at now I can choose to dedicate more of my budget to ethical fashion and it just means because that's something that I care about a little bit more of my budget might go towards that and for people that care about fashion and love clothes and style maybe that's something that matters to you and so you can invest in that Um, But in terms of finding ethical clothing that's genuinely ethical and isn't a company that's just greenwashing. Have you heard of the term greenwashing? I have heard of that, but can you define it for me? Yeah. So greenwashing is just a company that purports to have really transparent supply chain and is really sustainable, but they're just using it as a marketing ploy, essentially. They're not actually when you break it down. Yeah. ethical or sustainable.
0: Yes, yeah. I've heard of that. So it's, like, like one example I always think of, and I don't mean to, like – I never mean to, like, bash anybody's companies, but I just know this because I used to work at Starbucks. Um yes. Like, so Starbucks, if you use their, like, napkins, like, they're brown, and it looks like they're these environmentally friendly napkins, that's something I always think of. But I'm like, yeah. Starbucks does not recycle. Like, they do not recycle their milk cartons yeah. or their cups or anything like that, and they use straws. Like, they – have a lot of work to do and I don't think it's not like they're trying to lie but it's definitely an image like people are really into the green thing and so it's kind of like companies using that as a selling strategy right
1: and look they may be trying to lie who knows really who's making right who's making the marketing decisions (laughs) it's like yeah we don't actually know where that's coming from yeah absolutely another example of that would be Everlane have you heard of the company Everlane no okay so it's a company in the U.S. that They talk about being radically transparent. But if you actually look into it, they're ranked like they're ranked pretty poorly. Um, And there's a company called Good On You. And I highly recommend this for people that are trying to look for companies that are genuinely ethical and transparent. You can download this app from the app store. It's called Good On You. And it's an Australian created app, but it has brands from like all around the world mm-hmm. and so it will be totally relevant to people from the u.s too but basically they rank companies based on how they treat um the people animals and the environment okay which is really cool yeah and so and they give them an out of five ranking and everlane is like it markets hardcore for how sustainable and ethical they are and how transparent they are. But they're ranked a two out of five by good on you. (laughs) Okay. And um, what it actually says is, like its overview says, Everlane does not communicate sufficient information about its environmental and labor policies. So when you break it down, it's greenwashing. Yeah. Which is, it's crap, but it's like you would never think that by going on their website. You would think that you were making a really great choice and you'd feel good about yourself. So sometimes you actually need to look a little bit deeper and right. so the Good on You app is great for that because you can look up companies and brands, and if it doesn't have a brand listed, you can search by brands that are ethical and have been ranked well, so that you can find you can find brands that you can shop from with a clean conscience, which is really cool. Yeah. The other thing that you can do, and I'm sorry I'm telling you about all of this Australian stuff. No, <laughs> that's it's like okay. obviously this is where I'm from. No, I love so this it. Is, this is how I find out. This is where I get my information yeah. from. But basically, there's an NGO in Australia called Baptist World Aid. And every year, they do an ethical fashion report. And basically, they look at a bunch of Australian brands. But they also look at brands that aren't just Australian. So it's still useful for other people. You know, like they have, right. you know, Zara on there. You know, companies like Patagonia, stuff like that. And they rank. They give them a score like a report card. So mm-hmm. the ranks go from A plus to F. Okay based on how ethical their labor is f- all along the supply chain which is so yeah. amazing because then you know that you, <laughs> you you know exactly how ethical your purchases are and they do all of the big brands that are in all of the shopping centers here so yeah. you know something like Patagonia is ranked an A Icebreaker is an A plus um what else have we got down the very bottom i think what's what's Adidas ranked let me see if i can find it
0: oh adidas is ranked
1: an a minus so that's pretty ethical zara is actually ranked an a minus which is interesting so i wouldn't buy anything that's below an a minus i probably wouldn't buy even a b plus just because i try to be really conscious of that yeah um but you can go down the bottom and there are like brands that literally get f's and it's shocking because you're like how can anybody like how could a company these days Still, have that many human rights abuses in its supply mm-hmm. chain and be just happy to continue on.
0: I so, know, Forever yeah. 21
1: is ranked a D. Okay. And so it's great. So, you can look through and just see basically where your favorite brands lie on the scale and make choices based on that, which is yeah. amazing. Like, so helpful. Yeah, that is super helpful. And I'm sure that there's, there must be some company that does something like that in the, or an NGO that does something like that in the U.S.,
0: right? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> you would hope so.
0: <laughs> no, that's, um, that's still good to know about, though. I yeah. Those are all, like, really awesome strategies, and I feel like something for everybody, no matter what your budget is or your lifestyle is or whatever. And I just think even with secondhand, like, when you were talking about that, I think – there are some people that are still just really not into that at all. Like they think it's gross and I know some of those people. And I'm like That's so I mean. just I, it's surprising to me cuz it's so in right now. But I I feel like I just want to say too like second hand doesn't always mean shopping at I don't know. Do you guys have the Goodwill there? No, we like, don't have that. I don't know. What okay. That is. <laughs> okay, so the Goodwill <laughs> is like the donation center like you drop off all your junk that you don't want there and so it's like That's kind easy. of gross like it's like it's it's actually really cool because the whole point of it is they like employ people who would otherwise have a hard time getting a job so oh, it's nice. this really awesome organization but it, and it's in, in like every state um but it's a non-for-profit and so it's like you know very run down buildings and they don't like wash the clothes or anything it usually has a old smell and they're you know half of it's just really outdated clothing that nobody would want but every once in a while there's some treasures in there um and so it's like i post a lot of outfits that i find at the goodwill because it's like it's so fun to hunt but if you don't have that eye or if you're just like too grossed out by that there are so many other options for secondhand shopping like there are when we were even in europe like i saw lots of boutique or like high-end secondhand shops that had like coach and you know whatever yeah vintage stores yeah as well. yeah so I feel like there's so many op like there's there's such a big range of that kind of shopping that you can do so don't take it for what it sounds like I guess absolutely. is what I'm trying to say
1: <laughs> yeah there are lots of beautiful vintage stores with curated yeah. secondhand stuff absolutely and the other thing is You've got a washing machine, you know. Like, yeah, it's not really gross. Like, you can just wash it before you wear it. It's no right. big deal. I mean, nobody's asking yeah. you to wear secondhand underwear, right? <laughs> so, yep. chill out. It's fine. Yeah, that's so true.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Okay, so rating companies that you're buying from, looking yeah. for companies like Agathos Athleisure that you know are just all about doing it right. Yes, um, buying absolutely. secondhand. Yeah. And then I know something else that we talked about, and if you have any other tips, feel free to throw them in, but something that we talked about that I thought was really interesting just when we were messaging was minimalism, because I feel like I've seen you post about that, and I'm like, oh, okay, minimalism, like, I can get on board with that, you know, I think it's, uh, that's another thing that a lot of people are talking about lately of, like, getting rid of your stuff or whatever, just making life a little bit more simple. And I really liked your response. I don't know if you remember what you said to me, but do you remember... You probably
1: do. Look, I'm not sure I do remember exactly. It was a while ago now. Well,
0: no, it's okay. I'll remind you and then you can tell me what you think. So, you said that like it wasn't something that you loved from the very start or something like that. Like, it's not like you were like, yeah, minimalism. Yeah. But it came kind of second nature with this ethical fashion movement. Yeah.
1: Okay. I see. Yeah. So, basically, look, I, I suppose I wasn't naturally ever thinking about minimalism. I certainly think that consumerism is an issue and that we need a lot less stuff than we have. Yeah. And so on that front, I'm a minimalist and I think most people could agree with that actually, like that we need a lot, a lot less than we generally have in first world countries like ours with fashion I wouldn't have considered myself a minimalist ever because I've always had a pretty packed out wardrobe mm-hmm. I love clothes and I have still too many but in term I think it, it does when you start thinking intentionally more about your clothes minimalism is a sort of natural next step because you're trying to rewear what you have mm-hmm. you're not just about constantly purchasing and getting in the cycle of buying new stuff all the time and as soon as a new trend comes out getting on board with it and in that sense it's you become more minimalist because yeah you're just it's you're not in that like consumerist cycle you don't need you're not want 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 all the time and yeah because you're using what you have and you're trying to find new ways of wearing what you already have and enjoying what you already have and creating beautiful outfits with what's in your wardrobe just needing less Mm -hmm. you know I think that that's sort of that I have that aspect of minimalism but I'm not sure if I'll ever be a true minimalist because a big part of minimalism is sort of having a capsule wardrobe and Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have a capsule wardrobe right yeah like not by any stretch of the imagination yeah and like I have to iron my clothes almost every time I wear them because my wardrobe is so jam-packed that everything gets wrinkled you know it's It's certainly not a cleared out wardrobe. And most people who are minimalist would go through and get rid of heaps of stuff and just keep really the essentials. Right. And that's not me. And I'm, I think that that's fabulous if you can be, and there is every possibility that in the future at some point I will be like that. Mm -hmm. But who currently who I am is somebody who, who like I'll, I'll find a piece of clothing and I'll love it. And I have been, For several years before I was into ethical fashion, I was very specific about only buying clothes that I really loved. I
0: -hmm. wouldn't buy something
1: unless I loved it. Right. And because of that, I have a wardrobe that is packed full of clothes that I really love and I don't really want to get rid of. And so even when I get sick of something, I might put it away and then a couple of years later I'll come back and love it again. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. a song that you play on repeat because you fall in love with it and so you listen to it. Twenty times a day for two weeks straight
0: yeah
1: and then you're sick to death of it and every time it comes on the radio you have to change the station because you've heard it way too much but then you go back (laughs) to it a couple of years later and you're like that's right this song is amazing yeah (laughs) and I think that that's kind of how I am with my wardrobe in my six items challenge this year there was a denim skirt that was in my six items challenge that featured on my Instagram a bit and that I bought in 2012 when I was on my gap year in Paris and I hadn't used it for years because circle skirts and skater skirts went out of fashion and then I rediscovered it and I loved it and I put it mm-hmm. in my six items challenge and I wore it almost exclusively for six weeks. <laughs> so Yes, yeah. You know I, I think I I kind of am loath to chuck anything out because I'm pretty sure that in future I'll love it again. And if yeah. you stop buying fast fashion and stop getting in that cycle of buying things just because you can and just because it's cheap and because you think maybe you'll wear it if you stop doing that and just buy things that you love then you might end up with a wardrobe that's like that too where you can sort of love every item and
0: yeah get a lot of wear out of them yeah no that's something that my mom and I have been talking a lot about lately um just with moving and everything like with moving it's so tempting to be like just get rid of it all but with clothing that's one thing that I've been thinking about and I'm like I don't necessarily think like that well, I've been talking about this with a few friends, actually, like the idea of minimalism. And I'm not a true minimalist either. But like, I'm, you know, I think it's a great kind of like mindset to aspire to. Yeah. Um. But I just, I'm all about like, you know, being more minimalistic, as long as it's not just to then later replace it with other junk. Like, Absolutely. if you're gonna purge, that's awesome. But don't just go buy more stuff to replace it with. Like, oh. and so that's kind of my mindset with clothing. It's like, I'm all for purging, but not if I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, no, I have no clothes. I need to go buy a bunch more. Yes. Instead, I should really just keep the stuff that I love that I have. Yeah. And and like you said, like there are times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I wore this thing. But then like five years later, I'm like, oh, this shirt, I forgot about this or whatever it is. Like it just it's fashion. Yeah. So it's I feel like in the end, it's all the same under the sun. Like it yeah. all comes full circle. Absolutely. Like things come back, things go in and out of style, but it'll come back, you know. And so if you love it, like maybe just hold on to it instead of getting rid of it and replacing it with other yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't say that to be like, be a hoarder or whatever. Don't ever get rid <laughs> of anything. But, you know, just like really, like you were saying, really think about your purchases. Make sure it's something that you really love and that you could keep forever. And even yeah. if it goes a year or two without being worn in your closet, you will probably wear it again if you loved it that much at absolutely. once. That's kind of my my philosophy. And And with that, too, with the minimalism, I think it makes it a lot more reasonable to think about buying from companies like Samantha's or companies that are higher priced because their products are amazing and they're made ethically and you can totally trust them Mm -hmm. because you move away from instead of buying seven pairs of yoga pants throughout every year or whatever, you just get one. Like you don't need more than one pair of yoga pants a year. Even that is actually kind of a lot, you know? And so it's like, yeah, it does. So it's like, yeah, maybe it is a lot for yoga pants. If you're used to buying like one new pair every couple of months or whatever, every time you go to TJ max, there's a pair for $10. Yeah, you're right. It is a lot compared to that. Yeah. But if you are a little more conscious and you're consuming and tried to be a little bit more minimalistic in that way then it's it's very reasonable like it's actually probably the same price as all the yoga pants you've paid for the past two years or whatever yeah
1: (laughs) and there's psychology that also says that when we spend more on something we appreciate it more and we treat it with yeah. more care. So if you are spending more on yoga pants, if you're spending 100 bucks on a pair of yoga pants, that, I mean, it's probably not as expensive in the US because Australia is just more expensive. But you're spending $100 on a pair of yoga pants that are really beautiful quality and well-made and you love them and you've chosen them because you mm-hmm. want to be ethical and mindful. But because you spent more money on them, there's also that part of you that goes, well... I spent hundred dollars on these. I want to be really careful with them. I want to wash them properly. Yeah. I want to like care for them. I'm not going to treat them like crap. And that way they actually last longer as well because you're treating them yes. with care. Yes. Yeah. And are you know, using them and not using them up. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So can you tell us more about the six items challenge? Cause you referenced that a little bit and people are probably, probably curious about it. And I saw you doing it on Instagram and I, Loved it, even though I didn't entirely know what was going on, and I'm very curious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there's a charity called Labor Behind the Label, and
1: they lobby for workers' rights in third world countries by going directly to the companies that buy from them, right, because they're the ones with the power. We can't really change anything on the ground in those third world countries, not easily. But what we can do is lobby the companies that use those manufacturing places in the developing world to make sure that they pay them properly right and so that's what labor behind the label does you know they would for example go to asos and make sure that they have really good policies in place that protect workers rights in and and make sure that they're complying because a lot of the time companies they do have codes of conduct and they'll talk about how seriously they take their responsibilities but it's totally non-binding right Mm -hmm. so it's making sure that companies follow through which then creates change in the third world because all of a sudden there's money going into it and we're not trying to undercut everyone all the time and to raise money for that they have something called the six items challenge that you can sign up for and it's actually it's a UK company it's not an Australian company so I don't know any other Australians that have done it I just specifically chose to do it because it was relevant to what I cared about and was interested in Mm -hmm. Um, and basically what it is is you sign up for this challenge and it's a fundraising initiative and you pick six items of clothing and you wear just those six items of clothing for six weeks. So it's not an easy challenge. And sometimes, you know, people will probably start to notice that you're wearing the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, but the purpose is fundraising for Labor Behind the Label, which is such a great initiative. And essentially, there are some like there are some things that make it easier so your footwear isn't included your underwear isn't included in the six <laughs> items swimwear isn't included so you can still wear your bikini to the beach if you're doing it in summer or whatever yeah and your exercise clothes aren't included because they get sweaty and gross And yeah. you, then you couldn't wear them the next day so yeah. yeah so there are some freedoms but your six everyday items of clothing that you wear out and about or to work or whatever are the same six items Um, and I've done that two years in a row now and I haven't you know I haven't raised heaps I think people don't automatically think of it as like something that they want to donate to do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't seem like the forefront of where they want to put their money unfortunately but you know I have some good friends who've donated and I've raised a few hundred pounds yeah that's cool and it raises awareness too
0: no that's awesome and I think like (laughs) this might have been what you were about to say too just even people sing on Instagram, like, I'm curious, like, oh, the six item challenge, like, maybe I should do that next, yeah. like, it, it's doing something, even if it's not what you see as raising a ton of money or whatever. Yes. There's also the, if you want to start with
1: something that's not maybe quite as tough, there's the. The 10 times 10 challenge, I'm not actually sure how you say it because I've only ever seen it written down on Instagram, but it's the beginning of every season. I think you choose 10 items of clothing and you wear those 10 items for 10 days, Okay. and that does include shoes, but I don't think it includes, like, underwear or socks or anything, but it includes, like, shoes and pants and tops and dresses, jumpers, whatever. Yeah. You pick 10 items, wear that for 10 days.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so it's less stressful and... But it just gets you thinking about what you already have and what you can wear in yep. new ways. and Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's when does the Sex Items Challenge usually start? It's usually sometime at
1: the beginning of the year, but they don't actually do it at the same time every okay. year. In 2017, I think I did it in April, whereas this year it started in February, Okay. which was much tougher for me because it was like 40 degrees when I yeah. started, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but 40 degrees is very hot. I'm going to guess it's around 100 degrees or more. Yeah. So it was really hot when I started, and then it was pretty cold. Like, Twenty degrees when I finished I to be honest I have no idea what that is <laughs> but it oh, was like yeah. it was vastly yeah. different temperatures and I wasn't really prepared oh
0: yeah yeah how would you prepare for that
1: <laughs> I mean I had one pair of pants that I just rewore and one long sleeve top that I rewore a lot yeah. at the end
0: like so I basically
1: yeah. wore the same outfit yeah of, like my green pants and my white yeah
0: no I bet you were probably tired okay. of looking at those pants after a while but I feel like it's it's such a good idea and it's like it's so probably good for you and just like your mindset with fashion. But even yeah, I just I can't help but think, you know, that might make someone like want to Google like, what is labor behind the lip? Like what does that even mean? You know, and so Yeah. And do if you listen, yeah. Google it. Yeah. Learn more yeah. about it. That's awesome. So, okay, what would you say to people who are listening and are like, Oh, you know, good for Gabby. Like that's that's great, but that's, like, a really intense way to live your life. Like, I can't do that. Or whatever. Or that's just too (laughs) much change for me. What would you say to someone who might be thinking, like, yeah, this is a little extreme, but it's nice to hear about. Yeah. I
1: would say, first of all, make sure that you're as educated as you can be on the topic before you make any calls. Because I think most people, right, like, you don't want to be willfully ignorant. You want to make a decision based on all of the information. So go watch the True Cost movie and it's on Netflix. And if you still feel that way Mm -hmm. afterwards, then to be honest, I don't think anyone will because Mackenzie, your listeners of this podcast are people that care. I think like Mm -hmm. like that's your audience, right? Your target audience is people that want to know and want to like make a difference and care. So I don't think that there'll be anyone that watches the True Cost movie and thinks like, I don't want to make some kind of change. But in terms of making such yeah. a drastic change like I have, it's actually not as scary and full on as you think it is. So don't freak right. out. You can do it in small steps. I quit cold turkey and it was hard and I had some slip-ups. It's like um, it's like if anybody has food intolerances out there. I have a few food intolerances. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't have refined sugar and I don't have dairy and I don't have gluten because they make me sick. And when I first took these things out of my diet – and I'm sure everyone knows someone who's like lactose intolerant that's like tries to not eat dairy, but they'll be like, Oh, but just a little bit of cheese is fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like we all know someone that's like that with their dietary requirements. Right. And I was like that at the beginning where, you know, like I didn't eat gluten or dairy, but Oh my gosh, I'm on holidays and there's a croissant for breakfast. And how do I turn it down the croissant? So I would just eat it. And you know, I would have slip ups like that for months before I finally got on top of it. And now I can say that I haven't slipped up in two years with, and so i think that it's the same with fashion choices or anything that we sort of commit to it's like you know you're going to slip up a few times and give yourself grace yeah don't be hard on yourself about it because you're trying to make a good change and yeah it's it is a big change but once once you get in the habit of it it's actually quite easy and it's quite straightforward And it's just asking a few simple questions every time you purchase a piece of clothing. It's like, do I know that the person who made this was treated with dignity? Mm -hmm. And if they weren't, do I really need that item that someone suffered for? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, hopefully the answer will be like, no, I don't want something that, Mm -hmm. you know, someone's blood, sweat and tears went into. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many awesome resources to find great alternatives now. You know, so many Instagrams that you can follow with people that have ethical or sustainable fashion. Um, yeah. Like I said, the Good on You app, download it; it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. You can
1: also, like, there are accreditative bodies. You know, company companies that will, in an unbiased way, accredit companies to say how ethical they are. In Australia, we have what is it? Um, ethical Ethical Clothing Australia or something like that. There's okay. something. Anyway, it's it's a it basically all of the companies that have that accreditation, you know, are ethical, which is really cool. And I'm sure that there's an equivalent in the US. Um, You know, just things like that. Look out for those things and start to make small changes. Maybe the first small change is just buying clothes that you love and just wondering, like, just just making sure that it's something that you, you really need and you'll really get a lot of use out of. And then you can work at, like, implementing companies that you know are ethical and that you know treat people well and or secondhand clothes or and there's so many out there now that it's not actually so difficult it's not like you don't have options there are heaps of options when you start looking into it you know Mm -hmm. I just have go-tos now I have companies that I love and if I really need something then I'll go look them up or if it's like my birthday or Christmas and you know if I'm developing some kind of wish list which is almost always purely clothes because that's what I love um (laughs) then there'll be companies that my husband knows I love Mm -hmm. and he can purchase from those and know that he's buying ethically, things like that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do it all at once. Yeah. It's,
0: you know. Oh, that's such good advice. I like it. Thanks, Mackenzie. I hope so. No, (laughs) this is so good. I'm learning so much. I normally ask, like, what's the main message you want people to walk away with? But I feel like what you ended with was kind of a really good main message. But was there anything else you wanted to add on to that? I mean... I I don't
1: think so I think if we all just right like how wonderful if we had a world where we cared as much about other people as ourselves Mm -hmm. and that that extended to our fashion choices I just think that would be really cool
0: yeah I agree well I know we have gone a little bit longer than I said we would but do you have some time for some fun questions oh it's totally fine (laughs) okay how about do you have someone that's a good role model
1: yes and I look, it's funny because I feel like everyone says this, but my mum. yeah, you know, everyone says that, but I have a pretty extraordinary mum, And I would say that my compassion and my heart for people totally comes from her in the way that she raised me. She was pretty, pretty radical in the way that she raised me. Like when we were, when I was quite a young child, so when I was in year two, which, what are you like, seven, year, six years old? She started bringing my brother and I along to Villawood Detention Centre. And I'm not sure if you guys are really aware of, like, the refugee situation in Australia. But um, basically we have horrible refugee laws and we treat refugees really, really badly. Like, it's awful. It's disgusting. Hmm. So many human rights abuses going on in our detention centres. You would never think that it was a first world country. But there were these, basically we lock refugees up indefinitely in Australia and in offshore detention in islands that are like off the coast of Australia, in PNG, things like that. But there's a detention center that's close to Sydney. It's called Villawood Detention Center. And my mum found out about it um, because of like a tragedy that happened on the news when I was a little kid. And basically there was like this boat called the Tampa with, it was like a people smuggling ship and all of these people drowned and our government basically were like, they spun it so that it looked like these refugees were terrible people and they basically came out in public and were like, oh, Um, they showed photos of these parents who were holding up their children and these parents were holding up their children to be like, look, please don't let us drown. We have children. And the government came out and was like, look, they're throwing their children overboard. What terrible people. We don't want them in Australia. Yeah, it was was, was awful. And basically my mum saw that unfold on the news and she was like well we have to do something and so she started visiting Villawood detention center just to be a voice of face of welcome and she noticed that there were a lot of kids locked up in detention and so she started bringing my brother and i along and we actually went every saturday for many years like all of our childhood wow and so i think even though we were in a first world country i was seeing firsthand growing up what suffering and human rights abuses really were yeah And I saw it sort of happen in front of my eyes. And I would see people who needed a safe haven, like my friends, be deported back to their country, never to be heard from again. And so I think I I had a dose of reality that most kids didn't have. And it was actually really positive. And I don't think that many parents would have been brave enough to let their kids see that sort of thing. But it was such a formative experience for me in terms of developing compassion and care and understanding of struggle and and it helped to make me who I am and to sort of care and be aware that there's more that goes on in the world than we know about wow and so yeah so I would say absolutely my mother because she's always been willing to take risks and she cares so much about people and so deeply and that really rubbed off on me um and so I'm always going to be grateful to her for that
0: oh my gosh that's so powerful I was like tearing up while you were talking it's so like just with what you saw and what your mom did like that's Oh my gosh, it's so amazing and I need to do, I think I need to have your mom on next about the refugee crisis in yeah. Australia because <laughs> I did not know about this, wow. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Actually, you're, the US is taking
1: a bunch of our refugees at the moment. Well, I mean, the Trump thing kind of screwed that up. We had yeah. a deal with the US <laughs> where a bunch of our refugees that were locked up in offshore detention, Obama agreed to take them. And then Trump came in and was like, hold up, wait, no, we're not. (laughs) And so now these poor refugees have been there for another year or something. Oh, wow. Anyway, but and New Zealand is actually offered to take them. But we have like a free travel rule between New Zealand, like basically you don't need a visa to live or work in New Zealand or Australia if you have either citizenship. So we're not going to let like our government is basically like, no, New Zealand can't take them. They'll just hop across the ocean back to us. Mm. So, yeah australia doesn't have a great human rights record unfortunately yeah
0: oh my gosh okay well i need to do some research on this and we're gonna have to have another episode that's about refugees but (laughs) that's i mean i think that is really cool what your mom did even just like you said like being brave enough to take your kids with her but yeah Yeah. i think wow that's i mean that's really sad to hear but really cool at the same time so thanks for sharing that that's yeah Really powerful. Oh, no. um Okay, you referenced the True Cost documentary a couple of times. Is there any other things like documentaries or yeah. podcasts or anything like that you want to recommend? um Actually, just in terms of, yeah,
1: there's a show in Australia and you can buy it on iTunes and it's called The War on Waste. And it is great. It's it's, you know, it's focused on Australia because, you know, it's an Australian documentary. Yeah. But it's basically a TV show. It's, they've got four episodes in the first season. I think they're like $3.50 on iTunes or $10 for the whole season, but it's probably cheaper for you guys. Um, and that's brilliant and it's really great for kids too. So interestingly, because I work with kids, I've had so many kids who have like come up and told me stuff about recycling or the stuff they do in their home to reduce waste. And it's yeah. based on this TV show. So it's like, If kids love it, right, anyone can love it and get into it. And it's a fun show. It's done well and it's engaging and it's interesting and it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, my heart's breaking the entire time. I can't cope, you know. Right. So it's good for if you're like a little bit sensitive. Yeah. I really recommend that. Um, And there's there's also a documentary called Minimalism on Netflix. Yes. Have you seen it?
0: No, but it's on my list. Yeah. It's – look, it's okay. I don't (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> I should, okay. I talk about it and I recommend it and I'm like, actually, it, it. I
1: think it sort of skims along the surface a little bit. I don't think it really gets in deep and it does have the tendency to, you know, on reality shows where all of a sudden like that person is about to audition for a singing show and then you hear all about their tragic life and how they you know yeah. their mum has cancer and blah 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 and you're like well that's not what this show is about right yeah <laughs> I think there's a little bit of that where they get into like previous sob stories that aren't totally relevant but okay. make good tv okay so I I, I only bring that up because I think like if you are gonna watch one thing don't make it minimalism <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the true cost is better I think more on waste is better and there are heaps of podcasts out there that are about ethical fashion to be honest I haven't actually heard any of them I have heaps on my list but um I've just I think I've just got too many podcasts on my list I need to like, <laughs> dive back into some of these ethical fashion ones but there are also heaps of Instagram yeah that I recommend and if you just search for things like the fashion revolution tag or 30 wears or you'll there's lots of great hashtags that you can search for to follow people that you like there's Emma Watson's the press tour yeah. account which is really famous. She does use kind of expensive stuff. Yeah. But and then you right. can follow me. Yeah. Well. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Yeah, and the um, people that you follow too. Like I feel like I've even been connected to yeah. some people because of you, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow heaps of ethical fashion Instagrams yeah. for sure. So, cuz I love I love learning and I love that and it also exposes me to new brands that aren't ones that I have personally you know come into contact with before which is great yeah so yeah for sure. yeah
0: that's really cool okay how about um do you have a impactful book that you want to recommend have you had any time to read lately or is it all just podcasts <laughs> oh yeah um
1: actually i have this huge it's this beautiful coffee
0: table book that my best oh, friend cool. just bought for me
1: called the sustainable fashion handbook by sandy black which is amazing and it's got beautiful pictures and it's like it's yeah it's just like there's so many articles on all different brands and it's just a gorgeous thing to have. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, that's like the only book that I have on me at the moment, but yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds so cool. That's such a, that's a fun recommendation, a coffee table book. I like it. It's huge, but it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. How about a brand or product that you're really liking lately?
1: Oh, I read an article recently about, um period underwear did you see my post on that yes I've heard of it yes and I think that that's the most amazing product and it changed my life which is why I like sing its praises because I just think they're so amazing like they're just so comfortable and they're so sustainable because you can just reuse them like I literally haven't yeah. bought pads or tampons for years because like for two years I've had these and they're just always there ready to go and they're so much more comfortable you literally like can forget that you have yeah. your period so it's it they're really cool.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that is really cool. And just disclaimer, if there are men listening that don't want to hear this, you can fast forward through, but we're gonna go there for a second. Um I I have been thinking about this lately because I saw an Instagram post. Do you follow either it's it's a couple that and and actually I'm gonna interview them soon, but it's a couple that does sustainable lifestyle stuff. It's Carly Bergman. And I don't know his actual name, but his Instagram name is like sustainable CEO or something.
1: Oh no, I haven't. I out? have to,
0: can I just look them up right now?
1: Sustainable CEO. Okay. Yeah. I found it. The sustainable
0: CEO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It says followed by the heartfelt. Hero. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> probably right then. Um, They're really cool. Yeah. And I'm really excited to have them on, especially because it'll be the first like couple that I interview together. So that's going to be fun. But um, they're all about like zero waste and whatnot. And, They So Carly had this post with this little plastic cup, and I clicked on it, and it was a Diva Cup, which, have you heard of that before? Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Yeah, all about the menstrual cups. Yeah, Yeah. and I was like, I love her like are you kidding like who would post their picture with their diva cup like come on that is bold and she did it and a bunch of people liked it like thousands of people liked it and I was like this yeah. is something that like I am curious about especially because I'm passionate about zero waste and ethical and all this stuff but like I'm embarrassed to ask and so I just love that she's doing that and so I thought that was really cool but yeah when I was so reading open about it caption yeah she's so open about it but when I was reading the caption she was talking about like I knew about the waste that comes from like tampons and pads, but I hadn't thought about the toxins that you're putting in your body. And I'm like, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. Hello, like, that why hadn't sense. I thought of that before? And so, yeah. um, but I was, I'm like a little bit intimidated by the diva cup. And so she mentioned like the period underwear, and so. Yes. I heard about these, and one of my friends had told me about them too before, and I was like, "That's interesting." And I said something to my mom about it because it was like right around Christmas, and you know, you were talking about like your Christmas list. And I said something to my mom about it. Yeah, and she like, uh, she's gonna feel bad when she hears me say this, but she like laughed and she was <laughs> like, "That sounds like you're wearing a diaper. That's disgusting." And I was like, "No," I was like, "Yeah," and then I was like, "But how is that different than like wearing?" Other feminine a pad? Person. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that the same yeah, thing? Uh, well, I mean, a
1: pad feels way more like a nappy. We call them nappies. Than, okay. uh Then a than period underwear.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, that's kind of what you do already. So why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But actually, no. I, I, I it doesn't feel like. It, I can't
1: explain to you why or how, but it just feels like you're wearing normal underwear. Yeah. I swear. Okay. Like totally, you would never notice the extra bulk. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, there's not even really extra bulk. Like. Lots of brands, they're they're so thin that it just feels like, like it just feels like nothing. I can't even. I have yeah, it's really clever. Technology today is amazing. Yeah, um, but totally less intimidating than a diva cup. I've had. Yes. I, I haven't actually used a diva cup because I just fell in love with these and I can't imagine ever using anything else. But right. I have have friends who love them and then friends who've had sort of a trickier time with the diva cups in terms of making them like. Seal and making them fit comfortably, and I had a friend who right. had a freak out because she was like, "Sorry, this is a bit graphic," but she was like, "I just couldn't grip on; it was so slippery." And then I thought it was <laughs> going to be
0: lost up there forever. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's a little intimate. Like you would have to be pretty comfortable to use it, and I don't know. Yeah. That's uh, probably too much for me. But like, I'm super intrigued by the period underwear, and I think yes. Oh I, my
1: gosh, well, I, I wish I got awesome. it sooner.
0: No, I I feel the same way, and like. Even with the last time that I bought tampons, I was feeling really guilty because so I'm like, I know this is so wasteful, but I'm scared of the deeper cup. But I yeah. also tried to get those... Um, those this is getting like very personal, so I don't know how much of this will actually oh. make it in there oh, by talking about it we're helping to break taboos, which is great, like it shouldn't be something that we're all embarrassed that's to talk so about. that's so true, yes, you're so right, okay it's all it's all saying it. <laughs> um, I tried to buy those little they're tampons, but they don't have the applicators, like it's just the cotton piece. Did you know that you that's know? all we have in Australia? like we don't have applicators in Australia. what
1: tampons.
0: are you serious? yeah, that's not a thing, yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, okay. I could not figure it out. Like, I, I I, was like, nope. I tried one and I was like, I can't do it. Like, I don't know how this works. So, wow. Okay, that's mind-blowing to me. But, yeah. I mean, it's definitely less wasteful than, like, with the applicators. Absolutely. But I was like, wait, these are all still wrapped in plastic. Like, that doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: And it's because you just have to have them not, like, you can't have them contaminated. Because it's, yeah. it's too, there's too much of a risk.
0: So, yeah.
1: they do wrap them in plastic. And it's not like you can sort of clean the cotton off. Like with with the Diva Cup, you can sanitize it because it's just made out of silicon. So it's not the same issue. Um, unfortunately, yeah, with tampons, it's sort of like they have to wrap it in plastic. So it's never going to be totally great
0: for the environment, even if they're made out of yeah. organic
1: cotton. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That makes oh. sense. But yeah. i I think... Um, period underwear seemed like a great solution for all these problems. And yes, I am so glad that you brought it up because I've been curious and I didn't know who to ask about it, but I'm so uh-huh. glad. <laughs> yeah. You have to get onto it. It's
1: love. Do you
0: have a specific like brand that you like for them?
1: I have used both Body, which is Australian and Thinx, which is a U.S. brand. And okay. I'd say if you're in America, just go for Thinx because they're great. Like, okay. They're really great and they're local. So you're doing less environmental harm I guess by buying locally and and um I I like them both Finks is like even more undetectable than Modibody in that they just it feels so thin it doesn't feel like anything like it just it feels as thin as regular underwear it's crazy and they also have really good like in they're really like the styles they've somehow made them so that they're really invisible under clothing which is amazing um in terms of like you don't get any panty line and uh, the other thing about Thinks is, uh, like, they're pretty good in terms of, like, donating pairs of underwear. Um, like, there's they do they have lots of charitable stuff that they do, which is really cool oh. as well. And they do have an organic cotton line now because most of their other products had been made out of, like, they had made a lot of effort to reduce waste, but they were still, like, plastic fabrics, essentially. But now they have an organic cotton line, so that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm gonna go buy some soon. Um yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, I am so sorry that I kept you for so much longer than I said I would, but no, I No, it's been you, so much fun. It's been so much fun. I'm so glad we finally got to do this and I yes. so appreciate you taking the time because I know your life is really busy right now, but Oh, so I'm, is yours. So thanks for taking time. Well, Well, yeah, I I mean, we're both busy, but yeah, I no, I'm so glad we made the time because I've had such a blast talking to you, and I've learned so much, and I just, I know that everybody else will feel the same way, Mm. and like I said before, like, the times where you get off topic are the best, like, (laughs) period underwear, you just changed, uh, you just made a big impact on my life just with that, (laughs) yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, they, they made a big impact on my life. So I'm just like shouting it from the rooftops. Yes. I love that. Okay. Before we go, tell people, you said your Instagram name already, but yes. say it one more time it's- and just tell people how you'd like them to connect with you. Yes.
1: Please find me on Instagram. And I, you know, feel free to like message me. I love talking to people. So yeah, my Instagram name is Gabby Godard. gabigo and then my name, like the handle, is consistently overdressed actor. Uh-huh. And in terms of like other brands that I recommend, you can see them all on there. So it's worth like, you know, it's worth checking that out if yeah. you want to see me wear things that I purchased ethically and rewear things and rewear things because lots of people never rewear things on their Instagram.
0: So yeah. you'll see a lot of rewearing on mine. <laughs> yes, no, I love it. It's all so cute. It's and I, it's so inspiring. So I, I'm such a big fan of what you're doing and how you're using your social media platform and I think if people could be more like you the world would be a better place so I love that you're sharing it because it's very inspiring and yeah people just look up to you so thanks for that oh you're way too kind Mackenzie that's really lovely
1: and look I I think exactly the same thing about you in terms of like what you're doing trying to raise awareness about so many important issues I think that's really cool that you're dedicating time and energy to it oh thank you I appreciate that well thank you so much for your time Gabby oh my pleasure thank you for your time thanks for the awesome chat it's been so much fun Mm, so fun
0: all right no more excuses i know you heard tons of things that you can apply to your own life when it comes to being a more ethical shopper whether it's shopping secondhand doing more research on the brands that you're buying from switching to a minimalist mindset instead of a consumerist mindset there are so many ways that we can live more consciously when it comes to our clothing and our shopping but I think the questions that Gabby posed at the end are the most important part. Making sure that you're asking yourself when you are buying things, do I know that the person who made this was treated with dignity? And if not, do I really need this item that someone suffered for? Those are such powerful questions and it's kind of painful to ask yourself that sometimes, but it's so important when we talk about being ethical and caring for the planet and caring for people I think we can all relate to what gabby said that none of us want to be willfully ignorant do we so first step: go watch the documentary go look at the true cost that is my first step too it's on my to-do list this week so make sure you go watch it and let me know what you think and let that be the start of your ethical fashion journey and then on top of that make sure you're following gabby on instagram and some of the tags that she mentioned because you are going to be able to find so many inspirations online, even if you don't have Instagram. There's tons of inspiration online for how to be a conscious consumer. I absolutely love talking about what Gabby is loving these days, especially talking about the period underwear. That is a game changer for me. I don't know about you, I'm actually not in need of those right now, as most of you know, because I'm having a baby, But soon again, I will be there and I cannot wait to try them out. Has anybody else tried them? Because I would love to hear your thoughts if so. You guys, there is so much going on lately. There's only 75 days left till I have a baby, which I'm really excited, but also equally as anxious due to the fact that my time is running out before this baby arrives. So I have no idea what's coming next, but I can promise you it's good. I have lots of good stuff in store. So make sure you're subscribed so that you can get the latest. My episodes release every two weeks. While you're over there hitting that subscribe button, also leave me a rating or review. I would really appreciate that. It helps me out a ton. And that's also where you can find the show notes. So everything that Yabby and I chatted about today, all the amazing recommendations that she has for you, I listed out links for everything, so please go check those out. I know for me, I downloaded the Good on You app while I was listening to this again, and I cannot wait to start using it. So check out some of those recommendations that she has because it's going to help you to help yourself to be a more ethical consumer. In the meantime, go give Gabby a follow on Instagram. Keep doing your own research on the brands that you're buying from. Keep thinking about how you can be more conscious in your shopping habits and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.